Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of I Succeed, a unique inspirational podcast where you get to learn everything about leadership and success mastery. This is your host Payal Nanjiani and thank you so much for taking out the time from your day to listen, learn and to grow. You are making such an investment into becoming world-class leaders and I truly appreciate that you trust us here on I Succeed to help you become successful. And you know it's my commitment to connect you with some of the best ideas and individuals in the world that can help you elevate yourself to work at a higher frequency and live your full potential. And I'm so excited today to introduce our guest Stephen Krempel. He's an international speaker, best-selling author, facilitator and business communication coach based out of Seattle. He has worked with thousands of leaders in more than 30 countries. His career spans 25 years working for Fortune 200 companies including as Chief Learning Officer Starbucks, VP of Yum University and Global Learning. Yum Brands Director, PepsiCo Restaurants and Regional Manager, Motorola Singapore. He's an expert on helping leaders stand out and get noticed in their organization even in an increasingly virtual and global marketplace. Stephen is the author of 5 books including his latest release The 5% Zone which is an international bestseller in 6 countries across multiple business categories. And today Stephen is here to talk with us about the 5% zone how can one get recognized and rewarded in any organization So welcome Stephen to I succeed show it's such a treat to have you here on my show Thank you so much Pio for having me I will be glad to share some of my insights with you uh in your audience though Thank you and I have you know I have interacted with you earlier also on different platforms and I find that you come with such rich and diverse experience when it comes to organizations and especially with your work career spanning over 25 years in different industries so I know you 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 really seen it all you know working from uh, you know working with people at different levels So uh, you know as we start uh, uh, you know getting into this 5% zone you know I'm I'm really keen on knowing that when it comes to promotions uh, you know according to you who gets promoted is it the smartest person uh, who gets noticed or promoted are these the hardest people who are in hardest working people are these the most loyal people who who really gets promoted Unfortunately, Pyle, the answer for those three would be no. It actually would be very uh, interesting to say that the person who is the smartest, hardest working and uh maybe the most loyal will get promoted. Hopefully they are that. But usually what I've seen is the person or the leaders who are able to connect personally at all levels, uh mm-hmm. communicate confidently and be able to stand out in what we say the key 5% situations are the ones to get promoted. In fact, the other day somebody was just asking me. He said, "You know, Steven, your concept of this standing out and getting promoted by the people who are able to communicate is, you know, maybe a, a from a different decade." I said, "No, no, no." I said, "Look, even in a very uh high-tech organization, even if the organization is very flat, and even if the 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 uh the members are young generation, right?" 
There's still mm-hmm. one leader of the team. There's still one leader of a function. There's still one leader of a business group. The point is whom does the organization choose to become that one person? And it's usually the people that have what we just talked about, the ability to connect, the ability to communicate, and the ability and the need and the want to stand out. Wow. So I think this is such a great point, Stephen, because um, in, you know, in today's times when everything is virtual, connecting and communicating is really taking the front seat right now. You know, people people used to believe that, okay, uh, you know, as long as I have the skill sets, as long as I'm working hard, I would be able to get noticed. But after listening to you, I think in the times we are today, communicating and connection have become such an imperative part of everyone's job, regardless of whatever role they are playing in the organization. That's right. And, you know, what I would add, Payal, is, you know, I, I'm assuming, right, the base is your base or whomever the person listening's base is. They have a great attitude. They are competent in their area of expertise and they have and they're producing results. I'm not, you know, suggesting that you just communicate and and connect personally and you'll be great. You know, there needs to be a base there that you already are good in at your work. Right. However, mm-hmm. many people, they're good at their work and they think that their work will speak for itself. Mm. And they shoot themselves in the foot. And then so we have a phrase here, Pyle, that we like to use, uh, and it's in the book as well. It's called, if you are not visible, you Mm. are invisible. Mm. Wow. This is so this is so valuable. If you are not visible, you are invisible. invisible. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so it doesn't matter, right? If you're on a virtual call, you're on a conference call, you're there. But if you haven't said anything or added value, you might as well not be on the call. Though. How, how do I know you're not? You're on a list of email that has 30 names. Yeah. And then at the end of the call, you drop off. So, so what? Though? Me as a leader, I have no interaction with you. And worse all nowadays with the virtual calls. Some people mm-hmm. have their videos on and some people that have their videos off. Now, I know there may be some reasons for that, but guess mm-hmm. what? People, the videos on and if they participate may get a little bit more attention than those who decide to keep their videos off or why though sometimes, right? Yeah, and that, and that's great. Even in fact, uh, I know of so many people who actually believe that you know if my work is great, I'll automatically get noticed. And uh, I think uh, with what you are suggesting, this was this would be a great principle to follow. That you know, I I want if I want to be visible, I need to speak up. I need to be there. I need to be at the table. I need to be on the screen. And uh, these little things really make a difference. And you know, we we put so much of importance. We give so much of importance to uh, you know things like uh, you know credentials and hard work yes. and of course they're extremely necessary I'm not uh, I'm not disregarding them or putting them off but I think somewhere we have forgotten that it's this daily you know small things that accumulate for us to get noticed in a bigger way so yep. that's 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 totally. absolutely great Stephen so so you know just moving ahead um you know, in, in your experience with so many companies, as well as now coaching, uh, you know, leaders, where have you seen individuals get stuck? And, and, and how do you think they can overcome that block? Okay, so great. Um, you know, the, the, the question is really good, because this is the one of the, it's the basis for the people who get stuck, right? And, mm-hmm. and the way we describe it is they haven't made a decision if they want to be 
good versus great, right? Mm-hmm. So most people are good. So I'm good at my work. I'm good at this. I'm good. But they haven't decided, look, do I really want to do a little bit extra to be great and then get noticed, right? So they hold back. So take, for example, oh, I'm a good presenter. So so I stop developing yourself? No, you never stop developing yourself. In fact, you should know, Payal, right? All the leaders that you deal with at the senior levels keep developing themselves all the time. They just yeah. don't tell people, though, right? Yeah. So you think, yeah. oh, my God, this guy is so great or she's so wonderful. No, they've been practicing like mad. They just don't tell you, right? Yeah. And so everybody yeah. else goes, oh, well, I'm good. So I'm not really as good as that person. No, you haven't done enough work because you haven't decided to be great. So that's really one of the key things to 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 decide. The second one is, as we, we say, because in the book, we define the 95% and the 5%. That's what we call it, the 5% zone, right? So 95% of the time, you can be who you are, though. However, when you're in the 5% zone, or as we say, the 5% is when you're in the presence of somebody at least two levels above you or higher in the organization, then you need to act a little bit differently. And then immediately people will go, oh, no, Stephen, then you're not being authentic. Though. Then I'm going, look, the 95% is when you're dealing with your team, your peers, maybe even your supervisor. Though. When you do those interactions, you usually have a lot more time. Let's say you have a two-hour team meeting, right? Mm -hmm. Then if you had to present your findings to your supervisor, he probably will or she will give you only 30 minutes. But if you are going to present and that person says, wow, let me present it to my boss, right? Which is now your Mm -hmm. boss's boss. Mm -hmm. They'll probably only have 15 minutes for you. And then they'll talk for five minutes. That means you only have 10 minutes. How you communicate when you have two hours versus half an hour versus 10 minutes is Mm -hmm. totally different, though. Because all the leaders want to do is get to the point, don't waste my time, and bring me solutions, though. And if you're still talking about the problem because you've Mm -hmm. been discussing the problem for two hours, you're dead, though. Hmm. Absolutely. And and I liked what you said, you know, that uh, people just feel that, oh, you know, that person just became great. Uh, and it was luck, you know, that that uh, yes, I, I agree, there is luck. But you know, when you define luck, it's more of, uh, uh, you know, when preparation meets your opportunities. So, totally, totally. yeah, yeah. So I think the discipline that you mentioned, uh, that, you know, people usually fail to get their lives disciplined, they don't want to, they, they, they don't want to, uh, you know, put in those efforts to have a routine. And like you said, you know, are you only stuck with the problem? You know, where are the solutions? What are you speaking about? How are you connecting with your leaders and your boss and your bosses? So I think uh, that's that's something that we all need to work on. Like you said, we have a more disciplined uh, routine. And um, when, when you speak about the 5% zone, like you just spoke, I, yeah. I, you know, I love that I just absolutely love the title of this of of your book, uh, the Five Percent Zone, and uh, I really want to delve a little bit more into this, Stephen. So, uh, tell me a little bit more about the Five Percent Zone and how can people who are listening to this podcast, how can they apply it in their day to day work life? Okay, so it, it's very simple, right? So what we say is this. The 5% zone, firstly, as I said just now, is when you're in the presence of people at least two levels above you or mm-hmm. higher in the organization. 
Mm-hmm. And firstly, that doesn't happen very often if you are not, you know, C minus one or C minus two, right? So, it, and, and if you're not high up in the organization, you don't get the chance. In fact, in most organizations I deal with, when I ask them, how often do you see your senior leadership team or your CEO? They'll say once, maybe twice a year, though. So, guess mm-hmm. what? You have now two opportunities, possibly, maybe in a town hall or all hands meeting. To even ask a question, though. But then people go, well, firstly, if they don't ask a question. Secondly, if they ask a question, they ask a lame, ordinary question, or worse still, a negative question. Because here's what I, when, when I used to be in a corporation, right? We, we go to succession planning meetings, and a person names come up, right? And then mm-hmm. everybody goes, uh, Stephanie Lee. What do you think about Stephanie Lee? What do you think people, are, the senior leaders are doing? They're going back to their memories of mm-hmm. only five situations. This is what we tell people. There are only five situations your senior leaders see or hear you do. The first one is the one-on-one meeting. Okay, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're lucky to have a one-on-one with them. The team meeting is the second one. The conference call is the third one. The business presentation or the company social. That is the only five times they see or hear you. Though. And mm-hmm. if you've done nothing in these five to communicate with them, uh, share your point of view, or ask a question, then they don't know who you are. Though. And, mm-hmm. and this is the critical thing. And people suddenly don't realize that, you know, in a company social, when I first started, I used to be hiding in the corner, though, right? No, you don't hide in the corner because then nobody knows you're there. You're there. But you're not there to the important people, right? So, and and that's some of the some of the reasons, uh, you know, from a five percent zone standpoint, is not only the who is there, is the opportunities that you need to jump and participate to do that. Now, I have to be very frank, Pyle. There are two problems here as well. One, as we just said, people who don't say anything. The other one is the ones who talk too much as well, right? So sometimes. <laughs> Most people are also, you know, pain, well, I call them a pain in the neck sometimes. But yeah. so, so there needs to be a balance because, you know, when the ones who talk too much, they put up their hands. Everybody's going, oh, my God, here he goes again. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, they, everybody cringes or rolls yeah. their eyes, but that person doesn't know it. Huh? And, and they, they, they stand out for the wrong reason. Mm. Right. <laughs> And, and and also, uh, you know, with what you what you mentioned that, uh, uh, you know, when you are in the 5% zone, you really have to pay very close attention to, you know, it's not just what in those those five opportunities, because most of us, what happens is we start thinking that, oh, you know, our performance is rated throughout the year and people are noticing yep. us. But the way you have broken it up, I think that's that's something we should understand that, you know, it's the five opportunities that we have, you know, in the town hall, in some meetings. How are we presenting ourselves there? How are we visible? What points we have brought across? And, uh, you know, in those five instances are the ones that are going to be carried forward uh, with, with with our leaders. So I think this is something we've, uh, we've not heard often, uh, Stephen. So thanks for bringing this up. And I myself now, when I I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, you know, in the entire year, there are these five opportunities that we need to grab. And those opportunities are different for everyone. For those in the corporate, like oh, you said, you know, it's it's your uh, meetings and everything. For those who are business owners, for them, it's, you know, the, their clients and 
different types of opportunities that they are uh, uh, gauging but i think the moment we break it down that it's really not 12 months and and and, and you know thousands of performances it's these five opportunities that window that you must uh, capitalize on that's right and and one of the things that we also share is they have to understand the rules of the game in the 5% zone and and what do i mean by this though because if you don't because every leader and every uh, whether it's business owner or your business going to your customers they all have different rules of the game though and by rules of the game we mean what they prefer or not prefer what is kosher what is not kosher right so mm-hmm. take for example i was doing uh, a, a, i was pitching for an account in one of the companies here in seattle and the person the hr person then told me he said you know steven if you really want to do business with us you cannot drive your mercedes into the parking lot i'm going what this is my car right he said no 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 the the ceo doesn't like mercedes because that's our one of our competitors and then <laughs> you know and they are truck company right and not even a not even a, a car company and they, i'm going really he said yep that's the way it works around here though and and true enough when i went downstairs to look around no uh, mercedes in the parking lot though how interesting right then but then you, yes. you you cannot go well that's ridiculous no those are the rules of the game though uh-huh, right uh-huh. and then in the corporation some leaders like you to talk first and then they summarize at the end others like to talk and you listen so now it's your choice though right if you're in a different meeting you have to play to the rules of the game of that person who's leading that meeting that conference call a business presentation whatever it is though it is and people don't pay attention enough to those things right they use mm-hmm. their rules to judge when actually is the other the person who's running the game's rules that you have to adjust to mm absolutely absolutely so uh, you know uh, where, where is your book available where can people find your book the 5% zone yeah so here's a, a good deal of course they can find it on amazon uh, you know mm-hmm. the 5% zone however if they actually for for your listeners uh pyal if they go to uh one of my uh, websites which is called winning in the work world one word right winning in the work world.com mm-hmm. uh, right there on the landing page you just put in your name and email will let you have a download of the book though. Oh wow that's that's fantastic. So uh you know while while they would do that what are some of the techniques that you can uh maximize your impact in the 5% zone? Yeah so here here are a couple of things that you need to to we we talked about them just now uh one of them was definitely the understanding the rules of the game okay it's very paramount mm-hmm. uh most people don't realize because if once you understand the rules of the game then you can do the next thing and the next one is what we call creating green axes and a creating a green ax is something memorable that people remember about you when your name comes up because in in most organizations at least the ones i work with is this this is how senior management go, goes along right they'll be mm-hmm. talking to you let's say you and i pyal right we're talking and uh, pyal I, i will say hey pyal what do you think about uh you know this simon fellow and then mm-hmm. you will go back to your memory of you know when did i interact with him what was he like and did he do anything for me lately as they always say right and then i'll assess whether he's good or not though. so a green x is something deliberate 
that you have to do in order for your 5% senior leaders to even remember you, though, when your name mm -hmm. comes. And most people, again, because if they have the philosophy of my work will speak for itself, then it's not going to work, though. So if we say, what impactful question did you ask at the town hall, though, right? Did mm -hmm. you volunteer for a committee uh, to do something on behalf of some initiative in the organization, right? Did you take something off your boss's boss plate? Not your boss, your boss's boss, though, right? Mm. And, and, and if you don't do that deliberately and strategically, you may be not as visible as the other people because most of the senior people are very busy, though, right? So mm. how do you stand out? And that's the key thing for that. So creating a green X, right? Then a simple thing like this, though. When we tell people in, an, in a meeting or in any situation, there are only three things you can do, though, okay? You can share your point of view, that's one. You can ask a question, that's two, or you summarize, though. Mm -hmm. And then people go, what, what else is there, though? You're either saying something, you're asking a question, or you're summarizing. So I always like to give this example. Let's say you're called to a meeting that you're not quite an expert in, right? So you don't articulate your point of view because you may seem a little shallow. You miss the opportunity for asking a question. Then right at the end, you have to summarize. Otherwise, you have said nothing. So summary is more than just summarizing what people say. It is an opportunity to say, you know, Pyle brought up a great point about ABC just now. And uh, Susan over there brought up another point on XYZ. I think I'm going to take what Pyle said and distribute that to my team. Mm. That was your summary, right? I actually sure. didn't say anything. All I did was repeat what Pyle said and what Susan yeah. said. But that, that's a lot of people know how to do that really well. And people go, yes, that's right, Stephen. That's a great job. I just mm -hmm. participated, though. But I had to pay attention, though, right? The yes. one that... Yeah, yeah. sorry. Go, go ahead. No, no, no. So all I tell people is this. If it's a 5% meeting, mm -hmm. before you go to that meeting or the five situations, you better know whether you're going to make a point, ask a question, or summarize them. Mm. You really need okay. to want to do that. So uh, when you, uh, so basically, you know, just go prepared with at least one of these things that you are going to do so that you are remembered. Is this a part of visibility that this is how you're even visible? Yes, t totally. Okay. Because most people, okay. remember, if you're not visible, you are invisible. invisible. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, you mentioned at the start of this uh, that there is, you know, that they ha there's a, the the, um, the rules of the game, right? Yes. So every company, every organization, they have different rules of the game or it, it, are there some standard ones that someone should just follow? No, I, I, there are ones that are, that I'll, I'll give you an example of one that are very different. And, and usually in what I've seen in most organizations, right, the senior leaders, mm -hmm. they want people to participate. Though. They want people to add value. They want mm -hmm. people to, uh, you know, um, what we call take ownership of, of projects or put put their hands up to lead something because otherwise if i'm going to if i'm going to choose you as a leader can you please lead this committee versus you putting your hands up first you putting your hands up first shows proactivity even if i don't give it to you mm -hmm. what is the impression you left with me though right 
wow, mm. this person is really trying to help the organization. So th- those things are very simple. Most of the rules that are different are personal preferences of the leaders, right? They don't like this. They don't like uh, certain people to mention certain companies or, you know, the, there's a dress code or some, mm. some unwritten rule that usually, uh, you know, is for some reason over history or over time has been in, 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 ingrained in the organization and people have to do it. So when I was at Young Brands, every meeting used to start with a customer story. Though. Whether you like mm-hmm. it or not, you have to start with a customer story. So you can't come to the meeting with no customer story, though, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, in, you know, at Starbucks, it was coffee tasting. Though. So guess what? You know it's going to be coffee tasting, and, and, and why don't you put your hand up and say, hey, Stephen, I'd like to lead coffee tasting uh, for Monday's meeting, though. versus mm-hmm. me going, uh, you know, uh, Tim, can you lead uh, uh, coffee tasting on Monday, right? So okay. it, it, they're just so, some of these very obvious things that people can do, though. So I think you just have to master, um, you know, what the rules are at your place, and go by go by that. Okay, well, that's it, that's okay. yeah. It's very simple, and and the simplest question is: this, Do you know the rules of the game for your boss's boss? Mm. And people ask <laughs> why because the boss's yeah. boss is the one that always signs off on your promotion. Though your uh-huh. boss puts your name there, but if your boss's boss doesn't agree, chances are you'll have to wait for the next round. Though. Wow, that's so deep. We don't even think of that. And especially when you said, you know, uh, what are some of the problems you are taking off the plate from not your boss, but your boss's boss. Boss's boss, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We we really don't think about that. You know, we always want to, you know, uh, work with our boss, impress our boss, do something for them, hoping that, you know, things might change. We'll get noticed. There'll be some promotions. But what we don't realize is that someone sitting above on the head of my boss also. (laughs) I've, I've had situations where I brought, when I was new to the organization, I, I'm bringing up a name for promotion, right? One of my staff. And, and I'm, so I'm telling my boss and, and she'll go, no, I don't think she's ready. I'm going, no, 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 no. she's really good. She, she, mm-hmm. she knows the work. She gets along with all the customers, you know, all the people on the team like her. And then the, the boss said, yeah, but she's always so quiet in meetings. I'm going, oh, no. Uh, let's consider the next round. Next round, mm-hmm. next round is 12 months away, though, right? So sometimes your boss is fighting for you, but if mm-hmm. you haven't done your own work, you lose out, though. So, Stephen, why does that happen? Uh, why Why is it that, you know, the boss's boss... They are not. Uh, uh, they are not aware of what the qualities are of the person that we are recommending. Is it because that person has not been visible to the boss's boss? Is that yeah, the reason? It, okay. Yeah, it's possible, right? Or or they have slightly different rules of the game. So, do they want somebody to be more active? Do they want somebody to be the one who speaks up a little? Do they mm-hmm. want somebody to? Have they even interacted with me at the company social? So here's the one that most people are afraid of, right? They see a group of leaders, three leaders, senior leaders standing next to each other. They will never go up there and try and interact. But you know, Mm -hmm. that is the best opportunity to show the senior leader that you're confident enough to stand among them and have a discussion. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. I think this is a very great point, uh, Stephen. Because uh, let me tell you, you know, I work uh, just like you mentioned. I work with so many leaders and teams across the globe, and uh, this is something I have also observed that majority of the people they really overlook this element. And whatever you are saying are are very doable and and very simple pointers. It's That's just right. that we need to know that these are the things we need to work on. You know, we really have to go beyond the person. just sitting next to us we have to go much beyond them and we have to you know uh, uh, build our connections and be visible at different points in the company not just it's not a straight line no it's not and 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 it you have to decide whether you want to do it because many people they think oh no you know i'm brown nosing and this no this is the way mm-hmm. organizations work though right so yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so um you know why is it that being able to change negative to more positive language paramount when dealing with senior management <laughs> uh, this is a is a, a great question by uh, by because you know when we do our programs around the world we we teach them seven facets and the facet that comes up <clears throat> the most is called you know provides direct feedback which is really how do you say something negatively but in a more positive way right Um, mm-hmm. and most senior managers uh really do not want to hear problems they know there are problems there but they're waiting for the person who is able to say you know here are some opportunities or here's something that, you know to change like so let me give you an example i can talk about the market share declining or do i change the word to you know something is changing in the marketplace or do i really say how do we gain more market share Mm-hmm. How do I gain more market share? Is the opposite of our market share declining, but it's the same situation. <laughs> but your impression you leave is totally different, right? So right. Now, let's give you another one, right? So now we're going to say here: uh, Am I complaining about something, or do I say, you know, here are the complaints? You know, our workers are complaining about the budget cuts, which mm-hmm. are, you know, uh, as Yeah, affecting their compensation. Right? That's one way of saying. It. That's a negative. Though. Neutral is, you know, our staff are discussing different ideas on how to make the budget cuts less impactful. Same situation, mm. but I change the language. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. I, and I can say our staff have raised some alternative budget cut suggestions for our review. Same situation, right? But which one do you think senior ba- manager wants to hear, though? That's yeah. The key thing. So. Um, in fact, I, I feel so much about this topic that my next book coming out is totally on this one topic, and it's going to be called Positively Negative. Right? Wow! <laughs> my next book is called Positively Negative, and how mm-hmm. do you be more positive, at least neutral, in those five situations that I to- told you about? Right? Yeah. The one-on-one yeah. team meeting, because uh, those is where people see you, right? But if yes. you Yeah. Uh, always the one who's complaining. Then guess mm-hmm. what? When your name comes up, ah, uh, that Stephen guy is always complaining, right? And you mm. leave very bad impressions. So. Yeah, that's how I'm going to be remembered. Then, yes, absolutely. In fact, uh, you know what you said. It reminded me of one of my uh, clients. This is a Fortune 500 company, and how this senior manager was always going to the director 
wanting to, uh, you know, ex ex expand the budget for increase the budget for the coming year. And every time he would go there and say the problem, it was almost six months, but there was absolutely no release of the budget. Yep. And it's the same thing where I told him, I said, look, you are telling him the problem, which he already knows and telling the same problem again and again to him <laughs> is only going to frustrate him. You know, he doesn't want to see you exactly. anymore <laughs> after that. No, it, so, it, you know, it, we're going it, to reframe it, you know, in a different way. It's, it's, and people don't realize, so, but once they have a framework, like we teach episode, there's positive way of do, uh, saying something, a neutral way and a negative way, your mm -hmm. choice, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, in fact, Stephen, your, um, all your ideas, your, your thoughts, like I said, and I would really like to repeat it. They are so simple. They are so doable. And this is what we need in our corporate world today. We need simplicity. We need yeah. quick you know, things which are simple and which can be done easily without manipulation, without corporate politics. And I think these are the suggestions you've given are so wonderful. And, uh, you know, as much as I know I would love to keep talking with you, the audience would love to hear more, but I would definitely want to say to them that the 5% Zone book is available not only on Amazon, but on your website and the link will be in the in the description box. But, um, you know, before, before we uh, close for this uh, podcast for today, uh, I, I have a signature question that I ask almost okay. every guest I have, uh, Stephen, and, and your views would be really valuable to all of us. What does leadership mean to you? Wow, this is a simple but profound question, right? So maybe the way I can describe it is, you know, leadership really is the ability to connect dots that you see, how you see things and that others may not, right? And then mm -hmm. your job is to really inspire and rally your team, your people, your organization around that vision of which you have. Um, and, and that's basically because many times people, being a senior leader or being in leadership, you see things that others don't. The problem is now you've got to convince people, you've got to really inspire and rally them given the resources that you have, because we all have limited resources, right? Financial, mm -hmm. human, or, or, or uh, physical resources that we have, whether local, globally, and you got to paint that picture for them. And, uh, and leadership for me is that, though. you know, your ability to put all those th pieces together for individuals and organizations so that they will follow, uh, follow you. Though. Wow. So everybody has a different definition of leadership, and right. this one Probably. was such Profound one, Stephen, really profound one. Uh, and really, I, I really want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here on my show. And I am really fortunate to get the opportunity to, to you know, spend this time with you, to be knowing someone like you, not just as an associate, but really as a friend and, and to listen to your insights, which can open the doors to so many opportunities, just knowing how to be visible I mean, this is such a profound thing. We take it so lightly, you know, and this is such yep. an important, it's it's very neglected in the corporate world. We feel that, okay, you know, once we reach a certain position in the company, we'll get more visible. We don't realize yep. that only when we are visible will we get that position that we are aiming exactly. for. So, so thank you so much. And uh, I know I'm sure our listeners have felt your energy, your inspiration, and they've taken those nuggets that you have given you. You truly have a great influence on, on all of us. Thank you so much, Pyle, for having me on your, your podcast. 
Thank you. And to all our listeners worldwide who are looking to be world-class leaders, stay connected with me on, on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. And uh, I am always here to provide rich leadership and success content coming your way. And until the next episode of I Succeed, here's Payal Nanjiani wishing you loads of success. Thank you.